And the type of support you get from the community is just unrivaled. And I can say that knowing that I've worked with partners in cities across the country. I am on the ground across the country when it's not COVID time, meeting with businesses, working with different accelerator programs, um, working with different groups who are all trying to get the type of support that we have right here in Jefferson Parish. I know I can turn to JEDCO. I know I can turn to other businesses going through similar things and we just work together. Maybe it's Southern hospitality. I don't know, but it's something down here where we just really want to see each other succeed in a really unique way. Welcome to Jefferson Parish Pulse, powered by JEDCO, a podcast designed to showcase the businesses, organizations, and individuals that make up the heartbeat of the Jefferson Parish economy. I'm Kelsey Scram. As part of our Spend Local JP initiative, we are dedicated to featuring homegrown Jefferson Parish businesses on this show. I am so excited to share an interview with Lee D'Angelo, CEO of Dig, the dog person's dating app, and the newly launched Tabby, the cat person's dating app. Lee co-founded the dating app for dog lovers with her sister Casey a few years ago, and Jedco began working with Dig when Lee competed in the 2018 Jedco Challenge, a pitch competition for startup companies with ties to Jefferson Parish. Since then, the Gretna-based company has experienced tremendous growth, Dig has won major competitions and grants to bring the business to the next level. The company won a grant through the Million Dollar Dating Project and took home first place in a marketing competition at the inaugural Pet Care Innovation Summit powered by Purina, just to name a few. Dig currently has about 200,000 dog lovers trying to find partners through the Pup Positive app. It has been so successful that the co-founding sisters decided to launch a dating app for cat people too. Both Dig and Tabby are now global businesses, and they're being run from right here in Jefferson Parish. On this episode, Lee and I talked about what it's like to grow a business in Jefferson, dating in the time of COVID, and the power of partnerships. Lee also offers some great advice for entrepreneurs who are just starting their own businesses. It was such a delight to catch up with Lee. We hope you enjoy this episode. All right. Well, Lee, thank you so much for being on the show. We're excited to have you. Oh, thanks so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, first and foremost, um, how are you doing? How are, how are things going for, for you, for your family, for your friends? You know, we're in the midst of this six months into this pandemic. Um, how, how, how are you doing? You know, COVID's hit us personally. Um, we had you know, immediate family members who had it and who have recovered and are okay. Yeah. Uh, my mother is a uh, RN. She's a nurse and she was one of the first nurses doing uh, intent testing up in Boston when it was still stowing around the tents out there back in March. Uh, and so she was doing that for months, uh, seeing people um, testing up to, I think, 180 patients a day, just uh, patient after patient. So, you know, COVID has been a part of our lives from the moment it hit the shores, I guess. Uh, and from the dating perspective, it's a huge part of our message too. So it's uh, definitely impacting the business in a lot of interesting ways. And we'll definitely get to that too, because I, I want to hear what it's like, you know, dating in the midst of in the midst of all of this um, and, and how that's impacting dating apps. But I, I, let's first talk about Dig, uh, the dog person's dating app, which is the, the original tech company that kind of started all of this. Can you tell us a little bit about Dig? Yes, Dig is the best way for dog lovers and dog owners to find a compatible match 
and plan a dog-friendly date. We launched with a focus on New Orleans and New York when we first started, and we launched city by city across the country with big dog-friendly events. Uh, we had people who you could bring your dogs and meet other people with dogs, but also meet tons of local dog businesses, rescues, adoptable dogs. And we were on the ground city by city, um, getting the word out and grew dig nationwide. Uh, won a bunch of awards to help us get to the next uh, phase of the business, including the million dollar dating project. Uh, and so we are right now currently in the, the middle of a total revamp of the app itself with new features like a digital dog park for people to meet. Oh, that's fun. I love that. And, and we'll talk a little bit too. Um, the way that we met um, was through the Jedco Challenge, which was the pitch competition that Jedco hosts. Um, every year, except for this year, unfortunately, because of the pandemic. But it's been amazing to watch Dig grow over these last couple of years. And and you are based in um, the city of Gretna, which we love. But yeah, I, we've been watching you grow. It's been really exciting to watch Dig kind of become what it has become over the last couple of years. Um, and that leads us to Tabby, the cat person's dating app, um, which launched on International Cat Day. Who knew that was a thing? <laughs> in early August. Tell us a little bit about Tabby. What we learned from Dig is that dog people want to meet each other. They wanted their own dating app. What we learned from cat people is that they need their own dating app, right? You're not, you don't have the um, physical locations where you can bring your cat with you as many places as you can bring your dog. You're not out walking your cat. I should say most cat owners aren't. The, the cat world itself is changing drastically, which is also why we were so attracted to it. Uh, but we just felt this, this need for this dating app in a different way than we felt people were excited about dig and dog people dating. Um, we've heard, especially during the pandemic, you know, cat people and cats are at home in their element right now. This is their best time to be on the on apps or on, you know, video chat actually meeting each other in that way with cats at home around them. So we knew this was the perfect time uh, and people have really responded very, very well. That's so amazing. I, I saw a couple of news stories on, you know, in that first week that you had launched where you were saying that there were thousands of people kind of waiting to get up, waiting on the waiting list for this. Oh yeah, we had a, a long waiting list. We had cat people influencers reaching out to us saying they can't wait to tell their followers about it. Cat businesses wanted to tell of their customers about it because it's a brand about cats and love. You know, there's not much negative there. And so people not only are excited to meet people, but just be involved and how can I help and how can I get the word out for you? So we, as soon as people wind of the fact that we were creating this, uh, they wanted to be a part of it. You and your sister co-founded both Dig and Tabby. I love the story of your sister kind of coming to this conclusion of, you know, I need to find somebody who, who loves my dog as much as I do. And I think that's probably something that can be translated for cat people too. I mean, this was really born out of personal experience. Oh yeah. So two main things. When we started Dig, we were trying to get my sister a boyfriend. End of story. Shut the app down. You know, 
Good. So it is built for her um, and people like her for sure. You know, finding someone who's going to love her dog, Layla, as much as she does, finding a dog that's compatible or finding someone who wants to get dogs in the future and how much that affects your actual um, lifestyle. You know, in terms of compatibility, you're talking about how much money you spend, how uh, long you leave the house for, you know, how often you travel, how clean you keep your house, you know, things like dogs in the bed, even among dog people is a very important in conversation. Uh, and then translate that to cat people, and you've got another layer on top of it. Cat people have a stigma about them, and they really feel it, and they connect with each other about it, and it is, you know, us versus them, uh, or it, it feels that way, whereas cat people tell you, cat people love all animals. It's dog people that don't like cat people, right? <laughs> and so it's just, it's this wild, you know, you've always heard the dog-cat fights, but when you think about it in terms of people really trying to find a compatible match to spend the rest of their life with, that's when it really, really matters. You have to understand me on a human level uh, and you have to understand my animals. And so um, one of the things that came out uh, earlier this summer was this study um, from Colorado State that said that guys holding cats in their dating profiles did way worse on general dating apps. And you would think that, you know, animal lovers, if it's any animal, they'd be fine. But actually, guys are seen as mes less masculine um, and more likely to be neurotic. Uh, the types of things people were seeing just by having one of these, you know, cute animals and showing compassion was really hurting them. Uh, and so, you know, we knew that creating an, a space that was dedicated to cat people would benefit them in this unique way. That was so interesting. And I... I I guess I wouldn't have expected that. Yeah, you've got the crazy cat lady, right? You've got all these things that, you know, now people are totally embracing. Sure, call me a crazy cat lady. But for people who have any hesitation towards cats, it's a huge turnoff. Yeah. Uh, and so having a space where you're, you're not only comfortable talking about your cat, but able to embrace it and celebrate it and, and share stories and tips and get deals uh, for cat you know, uh, treats and toys and all sorts of things. Uh, it just really lets your walls down, which is what you need in dating, right? We're, we're trying to give you a safe space so you can find people like you. Aside from the obvious, how are the apps different from each other? Um, did you use the dig template when you were building Tabby or does, does it look completely different? How, how did you, um, how did this work? Yeah, they've got a lot of really similar elements. Um, the next version of Dig will look like a lot like this current version of Tabby, where you've got a social feed uh, on Dig. It's the digital dog park. And on uh, Tabby, it's called the cat tree. And in both areas, you can actually interact with everyone on the app, not just people you're searching out for for a date. Um, like I said, works much more like a social feed. You can post your own date ideas and have people comment and, and come up with, you know, what can you do on Zoom uh, when you're trying to come up with a first date idea? Maybe it's baking dog treats or, you know, <laughs> knitting a crazy cat lady scarf. Who knows, right, together? Um, so really fun to see what people come up with there. Um, there's polls so people can learn about the other people on the app itself. Um, both of them soon will have video capability. So being able to post your dog uh, videos and cat videos, which are much easier than trying to get the perfect photo of the animals as dog and cat people know. So uh, the apps will look very similar, but um, absolutely this was built out of the feedback that we've gotten from uh, people on Dig over the past three years. And so that's why uh, they're going to end up looking similar. But 
very dedicated to the type of people, <laughs> you know, cat people and dog people do want a little bit different things. So uh, right. we're, we're catering to them. And let's talk a little bit about love in the midst of the pandemic. And you had mentioned this when we were first starting to talk uh, just a few minutes ago, but obviously it looks different right now. Um, what are you seeing as, you know, the, the owner of, of two dating apps? First and foremost, you don't have a dating community without a healthy community. So from the beginning, our message has been, you know, you have to follow uh, what your, your state or your government in your area is telling you to do to stay safe or, you know, no one's going to benefit from that, um, from, from ignoring that. So, you know, I'm not your government. I'm not your mom, um, but I can make sure that you have access to the best information and in keeping our community safe. So that's been our main message from the beginning. Um, at the same time, what are people doing if they're not going out? They're hanging out with their animals in their house and they're trying to connect with people in new ways. And so people have just been turning to dating apps and specifically Dig and Tabby in troves. Um, it's been a huge boom in terms of uh, people looking for ways to connect in this crazy time. As they're connecting, are they just connecting over the app and kind of planning Zoom dates or, you know, dog park dates? Yeah, we encourage people on uh, dog-friendly dates to stay two leash lengths apart. That's about <laughs> six feet, right? So there are ways that we can help and make sure that if they are going out, that they've got as much information um, to stay safe as they can. We've got a lot of amazing business partners that have great ideas. Uh, so for example, for Tabby, one of my, my favorite partners right now is in LA called the Cat Cafe. It's a nonprofit where they've got adoptable cats in the cafe. Uh, and you know, during COVID, that really hurt their business a ton because it's all about being in person and interacting with the cats. So what did they do? They are building a catio. It is a enclosed patio. So the cats can be outside. You've got outdoor space and now suddenly they're able to bring people back. And we encourage that, you know, as a great uh, data idea, getting out and being surrounded by cats there. So uh, really being on the ground, making sure we're working with our partners. What are, what are people in the pet industry doing to make sure that pets and humans are safe? And then we can make sure our users get all of that information. I love that you mentioned your partnerships and you've mentioned it a couple of times here, but that is one of the pieces of both of these apps that I think is so fantastic is that on top of, you know, the, the matchmaking portion, there's also, you have all of these different partnerships that are allowing people to learn more about the different products and services that are available for their pets. I just love that. Oh yeah. And there's so much happening. I mean, cities are becoming pet friendlier um, at an, an incredible rate. And especially during the pandemic, you've seen a huge boom in people making sure they're stocked up on flea and tick medicine, trying new at home delivery services. There's a, a very cool dog business that I love out in New York called Spot On, which is basically like an Uber for your dogs, making sure your dog can get to the vet, even if you can't go that. with them and like that. The, the uniqueness, the technology, and the ways that pet businesses are making sure you can have a better relationship with your own pet is such a cool business to be in. One of the things that you had talked about early on and when you were pitching Dig and the Jedco Challenge and beyond um, was just how big of an industry the pet industry is, not just for dogs, but cats and all kinds of different pets. I mean, it's incredible. Oh, and I wish I could have known that the numbers would have blown out of the water what I said at Jetco Challenge a few years ago. I mean, we're talking about a $90 billion industry now. 
um, the, the pet industry and it is just exploding and you've got these incredible, um, you know, large companies really pushing towards pet friendly in terms of the industry. You've got, you know, Nestle Purina, you've got Mars Pet Care, actually encouraging governments to see the benefits of pet-friendly cities. You're seeing more dog parks pop up um, that are municipally run. You're seeing more um, the benefits of pet-friendly housing and really encouraging apartment complexes and traditional places like, for example, Boston does not have a lot of pet-friendly housing for studio or one-bedroom apartments, um, but they're seeing that they're losing out because of it. And so you've got these um, industry motivators. You've got all of us humans who are looking for any sort of comfort that you can right now uh, and you've got people sitting at home and so it's just a, a an incredible combination of people turning to caring for their animals you know one thing that I've I love out of all of this horrible things happening in this pandemic but for the first time uh, we've heard from some of our shelter partners that they are completely out of adoptable animals wow. for the first time in their existence. You know, we've heard from our partners in Kansas City and Miami that they are completely out because people have just rushed saying, I'm working from home. I've always wanted an animal and now I need one for my own, you know, uh, human <laughs> self. Uh, and so for, you know, that that's just an amazing feeling to know that that many people are turning to animals in this crisis. That is wonderful. And it's very clear that you have touched on something really um, lucrative and in line with the direction that our country and our world is really going. I mean, like you said, the, that industry is huge and um, you're the first dating app for both dogs and cats. I, I want to switch gears here just a little bit um, to talk about your, your origin story and where you kind of came from and how you got to this point. Fun fact for everyone who's uh, listening, Lee and I both went to Syracuse University um, and went to the Newhouse School, which is the journalism school. Lee started as a broadcast journalist and um, now you're an entrepreneur, you're running business. So tell me a little bit about how you got from from being a reporter to, to where you are today. Sure, well, the through line is there are dog and cat people everywhere, right? Like you can't avoid them if that's where I was supposed to end up. I could have taken any path to make sure dog people and cat people were happy. Um, but it's all about communication and making sure you can get the word out, really. You know, when, you, when you're a reporter, you learn something very quickly. You have to translate it into um, basic communication and, and uh, just plain English for people to understand in a way that um, promotes democracy and, and helps um, uh, the public understand what's happening in their own area to benefit their community. And that's exactly how we see our business at the same time. You know, we want to make sure the right community understands their options um, and bring a little love in their day, right? Being able to use my experience of really taking a complicated, um, whether it's an issue or just a statement or, you know, the technology behind DIG, whatever it may be that people are interested in and letting people know that we're really trying to build this for the good of, of the community. Did you always know that you wanted to maybe own your own business one day or, or was it just something that was kind of born out of these conversations that you were having with your sister when you had this light bulb moment. Yeah, if you ask our partners, even when I started the business, I wasn't thinking of it as a business, right? Like we wanted to keep it free for everyone as long as we possibly could to make sure that this worked and that, you know, you got on there and you actually found people and the business asked 
aspect of it, the, the making money side, um, to me, was, had to come last. It had to come after making sure that this was a product people really wanted um, and that it would be useful. I mean, the, the most harmful thing we could have done is make a bad dating app where people feel worse about themselves because no one's responding to them or they're not able to meet people. That's a real danger. Uh, and so, no, you know, I've been in the news, which is not lucrative. I've been, in, you know, I've been a, a professor at Tulane um, for media um, and communications, uh, also not lucrative. I've, uh, I also ran, uh, I was the regional director for the Coastal Conservation Association, so in the nonprofit world. So my mind has always been um, elsewhere in terms of starting a business, but this all really came together. Um, and I should say, it's not only the product and trying to find my sister a boyfriend, I joke, but I mean, it was a huge piece for us, but also she's the perfect partner. Uh, you know, we like to say that she makes things look good, I make things sound good. And then we have our team that makes it work, right? And so the the combination of us realizing that we had these experiences, um, we're great at completely different things. Um, we work very well together. You know, I don't know if I would have started a business with anyone else after realizing that she was so perfect um, as we wanted to get started. That, that's so wonderful. And, you know, so it's this family-owned business, which I, I love. I love the good, like, family-owned business story. Um, you are such a great communicator and her marketing pieces are just like as a marketing person as a former journalist i really can relate and appreciate what both of you do so much <laughs> but I, I think that's one of the one of the reasons why you've gotten so much national recognition for these apps because you're you both have these these beautiful strengths that work so well together and you know you've really built up these relationships with journalists and with your fan base what has it been like for you to see Dig and Tabby on like Good Morning America and People Magazine and Cosmopolitan? And you've just been featured pretty much all over the country um, for these apps. It's so cool. You know, when you think about what is newsworthy and what should make it onto those things, you're, you're talking about things that are timely, that affect, you know, a certain community or audience, um, things that are relevant. You know, you've got this basis of what newsworthiness is. We hit all those marks and then we add dog photos on top of it, right? It's hard for people to not want to cover us, which is what we try to do. We try to make it very easy for people. We've got a ton of video and interviews and, and photos and screenshots, anything that reporters want to use. Uh, so we we say that we, we don't want to be a hindrance in any way. If someone wants to cover us, we have the items that they need to be able to do it and we're available um, and we've got the experience. And so first and foremost, getting press comes down to being available and giving them what they need to make sure that they can cover you, especially right now in a pandemic where a lot of them are still working from home too. Um, and then on top of that, just knowing that uh, your business connects with the community in a certain way. And if you can express that to reporters um, and show them, you know, this is not a sales pitch. This is a, a free app that people could connect in a way that's really meaningful and powerful, especially during this time. Uh, that's a story that really resonates. So it's exciting to see other people agree with us. I'll say that. This is a, a national business that is being run from, from Gretna, Louisiana, right here in Jefferson Parish. Can you talk a little bit about doing business in Jefferson Parish and why you maybe chose this area um, to start a business? 
Sure. Yeah. I live and work in Gretna. Um, absolutely love it here. The, and the type of support you get from the community is just unrivaled. And I can say that knowing that I've worked with partners in cities across the country. I am on the ground across the country when it's not COVID time, meeting with businesses, working with different accelerator programs, um, working with different groups who are all trying to get the type of support that we have right here in Jefferson Parish. I know I can turn to JEDCO. I know I can turn to other businesses going through similar things and we just work together. Maybe it's Southern hospitality, I don't know, but it's something down here where we just really wanna see each other succeed in a really unique way. I I love that. It's always nice to hear that our businesses are are appreciative of the support that is available to them. And, and I think you are so correct in that there is just such an incredible network of businesses and organizations and entrepreneurial organizations, even like Idea Village, for instance, that are just really great partners for, for entrepreneurs and people who are starting business. And I'll um, add on top of that, you know, it's the support from organizations like y'all, but it's also the businesses. You know, yes. I can turn to a, a law firm here and say, I don't have money in the bank, but yeah, you know, I have someone attacking my trademark and they'll step up. Um, and that is unheard of in a lot of other cities. And, you know, be, having those relationships from the beginning that are really built around these organizations to help entrepreneurs, but then um, continuing to build out those relationships with, you know, uh, people at heads of companies that um, should have no business talking to a small startup, but continuously check in, actually offering ways to help, connecting us with people we need uh, to connect with. And, and getting on the ground and maybe writing out a proposal or making an introduction, that is what is really unique here and um, has really helped us succeed. I, I totally agree with you. I'm from, I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I know you're from up north as well. And so it really is one of my very favorite parts about being down here is that there's just such a, people just come together in a way that you don't see everywhere. I just, I, I don't know. It's very near and dear to my heart for sure. <laughs> and running the Jedco challenge too, I get to see that because we're working with, you know, these larger businesses that come in to help start, to help the, the businesses that are pitching in the competition. And even if the business doesn't win, for instance, there's still a lot of good that comes out of just the participation and those networks you know, building that network and those relationships. So you're totally correct there. Yeah. I'll give a shout out to, um, Trey away. Um, they, they did yeah. the drag code challenge as well. And, uh, those guys and my team have done a trade where we've helped them with some marketing and they've helped us with some of the technical work, um, just because we're both on the same level and we understand, you know, how much it would mean to help each other in that way. And we can trade things we really do need help with, which is really unique too. having those different skill sets, recognizing it, building those relationships. And it's all stemming from, um, working with people like Jetco. That's great. I love to hear that. <laughs> it makes me very happy. Um, so you you are in Gretna. Your sister is based in New York. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. She's in Brooklyn. Yeah. And then you, how many people do you have on your team aside from the two of you? Oh well, our dev team. Um, now we've got about ten people. Um, we've got influencers who we are, work every single day with out in LA. Um, and our, our dev team's based in the UK for the most part, but um, we've got individuals here. So on a given day, we'll be working on with our core team of probably like 15 people. 
Um, and it's growing. I mean, I think that's the, that it's just going to consistently continue to grow. Yeah. So we recently launched a, a spend local JP initiative to encourage residents to spend their dollars locally and support small business. Um, and that includes supporting companies like yours, even though you are a, a national brand, you are based in Gretna and you started in New Orleans and in New York. How important is it to have people supporting you, especially when you're starting out, but even now, I mean, just, just having that, that local support um, is a really important piece. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we can't ask you to go and sign up for a dating app subscription if you're not single. Actually, please don't. <laughs> so we can't ask everyone to come on and, and, you know, we might not be the type of business you would think about putting your money towards, but there are so many other ways to help um, support us or get the word out. Or, you know, I'm sure you know of a single dog lover in your community uh, who you might want to tell about Dig, um, tell all the cat people about Tabby. And so that type of support is so, so important, um, especially at your home base. You know, um, for dating apps, um, they'll often take off first in places like New York and LA, but being able to say, no, you know, my community is supporting me and we've got an incredible group of single people who are meeting each other using our product right here at home makes a huge difference. So what is next for, for Dig and for Tabby? Where, where do you see these businesses, businesses going? I know you've talked about um, just some things that are happening on the near horizon, but um, can you talk about, you know, the next couple of months and then maybe the next couple of years where you see things going? Sure. I mean, right now, like we said, we're, we're relaunching uh, Dig with a full overhaul of features and things that our users have been asking for for three years, which is extraordinarily exciting. Uh, both Dig and Tabby will have subscription tiers. Right now, they're both completely free. Um, very soon, you'll see different options for premium features and subscription tiers. Um, very exciting about some of our partnerships. We're part of Purina's Pet Care Innovation Network. Uh, and so we're growing in ways that we are connecting pet people uh, in ways that matter most in the home. And so what does that look like? You know, you'll see other things that Dig and Tabby are doing to connect pet businesses together, to connect um, people who are pet friendly uh, and just want to meet um, uh, housing that's pet friendly with people who are looking for it. The actual um, connection of pet people uh, through Dig and Tabby and kind of our hub of pet influence in each city we're in, uh, you're going to see a lot of big changes on the way. What is the best advice that you have for someone who maybe wants to start a business? You know, we always like to ask our business leaders what, what kind of advice they would give for someone who's really just getting started. Uh, best piece of advice is you're going to be doing a lot of begging. You're going to be asking investors for money. You're going to be asking partners to spread the word about you. You're going to be asking influencers to post about you. Whatever it may be, you're going to be doing a lot of begging. Before you beg, take a really good look at what you're good at and see what you can offer. It might have nothing to do with your business. You know, I had someone the other day ask me to write them a recommendation and they offered to draw a sketch of my dog for me that I could keep as the background wall of my phone. Uh, and I thought that was so phenomenal, but just keeping in mind that you're gonna be doing a lot of begging, having something in your back pocket that really provides value, no matter who you're talking to, uh, will help you start building building relationships and stop feeling like you're constantly a nag. Um, and that will go a long way in starting your business. 
That is fantastic advice. Uh, and I think that's advice that I haven't, I haven't heard that advice before on this podcast. <laughs> We've been doing this for about a year now, and that is that is new. And I, I really always enjoy when we get something a little bit different, but that's- I'm really a checklist cool. person. Like yeah. I'm gonna give you something that you can work on. You can yeah. go home, do some homework. Again, I used to be a professor, so you, you can go home, do this homework. You know, I'll give you an example for me. I'm, uh, you know, coming from Syracuse, like you, I can write a press release in 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, just give me the topic, right? Uh, and so if you are struggling with how to get the word out or have any, you know, uh, any concern about how you present yourself in the news, I can actually write something for you, show you how I did it and give you something you can use and work with right away. And that has helped in so many ways, especially building those relationships. That's excellent. And I can also attest to your um, capacity to share that with other people because you've spoken at a number of our, um, our Prosper Jefferson seminars over the years too, just giving people advice on how to, to, present themselves better, which is so great. So you are really ingrained in this community and, and do a lot of really wonderful work for Jedco and, and for all of those other businesses that you work with, as you said. One of the things that I wanted to talk about, and I should have asked this right off the bat, but you are a dog mom. You actually started Dog Mom's Day, <laughs> right? I mean, that was big that launched that. Oh, yeah, it's a, a National Dog Moms Day. Uh, we applied for the National Day calendar. You can submit um, basically a, a, a holiday you think should exist. They get thousands of submissions. And so uh, your submission should include uh, showing why other people want it too. So we had petitions from dog moms uh, on dig and all sorts of things as part of it. And uh, we were one of just a few new holidays that was approved uh, in 2018. So national National Dog Moms Day is the day before Mother's Day, so same weekend. Uh, and yep, dog people across the country have been celebrating it now for two years with Dog Moms Day events and press about it and, uh, you know, ways to make sure you're celebrating, some extra treats to give your dog on Dog Moms Day. Um, dogs have not been able to make breakfast in bed yet, but they will certainly enjoy <laughs> breakfast in bed with you if you want to do it. But it, it's a, just a really fun way to bring the community together. Yeah, it's, uh, we actually, I brought my husband and my dog out to the Dog Moms Day launch in New Orleans a couple of years ago. We have a, I, I, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me talk about um, Rooney, my giant Great Pyrenees. Um, but yeah, we, we went out and celebrated. And so I always really enjoy meeting other uh, dog moms. And Lee and I definitely bonded over our pets whenever we met um, a couple of years ago. But I wanted to ask you, and I'm sure that this is a hard question because you use so many different types of products, but what is your, do you have a favorite pet product that you would you know, recommend to, to folks out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, we have so many awesome pet partners and you can find actually great deals from my favorite pet companies if you log on to Dig or Tabby. Um, we've got a blog section on Tabby called uh, Caddy. So it's the Caddy blog on Tabby where you can find um, so all sorts of things. I'll say my favorite um, cat product right now is Base Paws. It's a really cool um, way to get uh, DNA testing to see what type of cat, um, you know, what's in their genealogy and then learn about their health. Um, and they're building up uh, as much information as they can um, for the cat community because uh, a lot of it exists for dogs. A lot of that information exists for the dog world and just has fallen behind in the cat world. So you've got 
um, startups and small businesses trying to fill the gap in a way um, that's really interesting. Uh, and for me, I'm going to say my dog loves every month when BarkBox comes. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a box full of unique toys, uh, unique treats. Uh, it lasts her maybe three days, but it probably lasts other dogs a lot longer. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's made for the humans a bit too because it's um, really quirky, fun uh, um, toys that match the, the time of year or the month that it's coming. And so it's kind of a little surprise for you, but it's definitely more for the pup. Yeah, that's so great. I also think that Rooney would probably take not very long to get through that whole box. <laughs> we yep. really should do that for him. I think he would like that very much. We'll have They've got a bully box version for bigger dogs that might last you a little bit longer. But. <laughs> and they're not, they're not actually very, um, you know, they're not sponsored or anything. I just actually love them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, that, that's so great. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out for sure. Favorite new app or tech product that is out there, aside from Dig and Tabby, of course. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these, uh, I'll, I'll stick to the pet industry, but, um, but we learn about new, awesome tech products every single day. Uh, there's a really cool company, and I'm, I'm not actually sure they've launched yet, but they're working on a way for your dog to click on buttons to tell you what they want. What? Um, so really, yes, it's like a, it looks like one of those mats um, that kids might put together. It's like a foam mat that they can play with, but the dogs step on it and they tell you like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Probably. Yes. We already know that one and that noise, yes. but uh, that's a really cool technology that's happening. Um, there's very cool. Mela is a cool um, uh, new product that is a um, I guess more humane way to take uh, temperature of dogs rather than sticking it up their tush, <laughs> which everyone wants to try to avoid. Uh, so new types of thermometers for animals, everything surrounding trying to keep our um, animals happier and us happier as well. Um, but those are two that come to the top of mind. That's great. And I think I've seen that the the mat on TikTok, which like I don't know if I should admit mm. that I'm on TikTok, but <laughs> I 100% am. Not that I'm posting anything. I'm just really. It's like it's like endless content, and I'm a scroller. It's a new that. place to watch dog yeah. videos. I I'm, yes. I'm a supporter. <laughs> Is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to mention um, before we sign off? I do just want to shout out to our local rescue partners, uh, Jefferson SPCA and Animal Rescue New Orleans. All of our advertisements that feature cats and dogs are featuring animals from those two shelters, um, whether it's ads playing locally or across the country. And now um, into Europe, Canada, and Australia, they're seeing Jefferson SPCA uh, cats, which is really fun and exciting. They are doing really cool stuff. I know um, Jefferson SPCA is doing um, trap neuter release um, TNR, which is uh, very important to the cat community, a humane way of managing stray cats um, and not killing them, um, but just uh, making sure that they're not reproducing. And so uh, just a shout out to some of our uh, favorite nonprofits we work with. That's a really excellent way to end this. That, that those, those groups are so, so valuable um, to our community and, and to so many people who get to bring these pets home. I mean, it's just wonderful. So I, I love that you guys feature them and that you are pushing pushing that message out there and trying to find these animals 
homes and to take care of them. That is just so beautiful. It's one of my very favorite parts about what you do. Lee, thank you so, so much for being on the show. I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. It's nice to see you. It's been a little while. And so I'm just, I really appreciate your time. Oh, thank you. A special thanks to Lee D'Angelo for taking time out of her busy schedule to be on the show. Whether you're a dog lover, a cat person, or just interested in growing a business, we hope you were able to take away something valuable from Lee's advice and her story. We'll link to both the Dig and the Tabby websites on our own podcast page so you can learn more about the company or download the apps for yourself. Yesterday, Governor Edwards announced that Louisiana will stay in phase two for another two weeks. Jedco continues to be a resource and a partner for our businesses right now. We are constantly putting out new information to help our business community navigate through the pandemic. Visit our website at jedco.org slash COVID-19 updates for the latest resources and information. We also encourage you to support local business as much as you can right now. We launched the Spend Local JP initiative in partnership with many local business organizations to help keep our business community afloat during the pandemic. Visit our website for a variety of ways to get engaged, whether you are a business owner or a supporter or both, jedco.org slash spend local. If this is your first time tuning into the show, there are plenty more episodes where this one came from. Our episodes are released on Thursdays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you stream your favorite shows. If you like our show, feel free to leave us a rating or a review. Those reviews help others find our show and listen in. We share links to all of our episodes on our social media platforms. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Jedco underscore news and on Facebook at Jefferson Parish Economic Development. You can also visit our website at jedco.org. If you have feedback about the show or if you'd like to recommend a guest, please email me at casegram at jedco.org. I love to hear from you. As always, thank you so much for listening. See you back here next week.